0: Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, an award-winning show dedicated to helping contractors generate more revenue, employ more people, and serve more customers. Powered by Rival Digital. Tune in each week to learn how other business owners and industry professionals across the country are staying ahead of the curve in an ever-changing business landscape. So, are you ready to dominate your marketing, get a grip on your operations, and build the business you've always dreamed of? Join your host, Eric Thomas, and get a fresh perspective on what it takes to create a world-class contracting business. The best idea wins. Now, here's Eric Thomas.
1: What is going on everyone? Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast where we believe that the best idea wins and we are here to help you generate lots of good ideas including recruitment, finding people, hiring, all that good stuff because that is um, a challenge that we hear contractors struggle with quite often. And it's, it's the same thing almost every single year. Shoulder season comes around, you need the leads. Summertime comes around. You need the labor, you need the help. And so I have brought on actually uh, an expert in this topic, my friend Kelly Presgrave from Work With Your Hands.
2: Did I get that right? You got it right.
1: I got it right. Kelly, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much, Eric. Absolutely.
1: So, Kelly, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners. Tell them a little bit about you. Tell them a little bit about what you all do, and we'll just take it from there.
2: All right, perfect. So, Kelly Presgrave, work with your hands. I am the CEO and co-owner, and we've been in business for about five years. We help residential service companies find all the talent they need, um, from the apprentice to the C-suite, anybody in the residential service ecosystem, we can help you find that talent. So, we, if it's technicians you need, awesome. If it's um, CSR, dispatcher, HR, uh, accounts payable, general manager, whatever the case may be, we can find anybody to help your company grow.
1: Awesome. So that's that's awesome. So let's let's break this down a little bit because I'm sure that you all get you know a lot of questions, a lot of contractors needing help with these, you know, finding the right people and stuff like that. Um, what does that look like? for each different position from like finding apprentices to technicians to office staff, what does it look like for each of those?
2: Um, Well, funny that you mentioned shoulder season. So we can start with like an HVAC, the HVAC world, HVAC installers, for instance. Um, We have a lot of people coming to us now, which is a great, great time. You're not too late to find installers, helpers, service techs for the season coming up. But you, um, that really should start in late February. So come to us, tell us exactly what your needs are going to be. We have plenty of time to build your teams, right? You have the installer, the lead, you have your helper. You want to build those teams out. You want to get them onboarded. You want to get them a little bit of training on how you do things and you want to get them set up for success for when things really start to happen. So there are some markets where it's already getting really hot. Um, So they want to have like a a leg up on that. Um, So you need to start a little earlier. That would be my my expert advice on that particular role Um, it's not too late like in the Northeast, it's not too late to get started. Right. We didn't really have a, a very mild winter. So um, but it might be a really, really hot summer. So getting those people in place, it's not too late. It's almost may, you know, but you'd want to start stepping on the gas on that. So that's kind of for HVAC what we see for um, CSRs, dispatchers, it's, I think anybody who does that for their own residential service company knows that you just get a lot of people who apply to that job who, I mean, customer service can can encompass um, somebody who works at McDonald's, somebody who works at The Gap. Like, it's customer service is, is, is in every position all over, so you really have to define what it is you think you want for that role. And I think that's the first touch point for your customers. Um, If they're getting um, space for booking a call, what do you want that person to look like? What do you want them to have accomplished? And when you look back after they've been there for six, nine months, a year, you know, so really defining what your specific uh, company needs is, um, will put anybody who's looking for that role, will set them up for success. So, um, you know, that's our, our recommendation for CSR dispatcher, you need a really, most companies will tell us they need someone who's very, um, uh, disciplined and can talk with technicians and is very, um, no nonsense and just, you know, it's a certain personality that's a good dispatcher. So I guess just knowing those roles, but, um. You know, as seasons change, as things change, if you know, um, when you do your business planning workshop, um, we have a lot of people, a lot of our companies we work with will around November, December, start looking at their books and budgeting out for the next year. When you know all of those and you know your goals and your headcount goals for the, fo- the coming year coming up, um, you know, if you partner with us, share that information and that really helps us and helps us help you. Right. So that's how we work with some of the partners that we've worked with for years that that's they share that with us. And so we know we we know how we're building the bench. We're Mm -hmm. building the funnel early. We're making sure that they if they do all that marketing, they spend all that money on pay per click to get the calls coming in that we're in. We're in, um, you know, simpatico with them. It's a synergy so that when all those start calls start coming in, you have the text to run the calls. Yeah. So that was how, a lot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that,
1: that's a, that's a really good breakdown of everything. So, how can employers? I'll just I'll just make it you know specific. Not really. I'm sorry. I won't make it specific to a particular trade, but just I guess you know owners, operators of a service business as an employer, how can they make their company more attractive to technicians and people that may be looking for a, a new career opportunity?
2: Yeah, this is probably the number one question that we get asked and it really depends. So I would say if you can do no on-call, do no on-call. Um, if you, you know, if you, if you are able to do that, there's a lot of companies that have been their fourth generation. They've always had emergency calls and they're not going to go back to their customers now and say, Hey, we don't do emergency calls anymore. That's part of what they do. But um If you can do no on call, do it, put it, you know, put it out there that there's something, if you can front load PTO, um, do that. If you can um, uh, have in the long game, and this is harder, but the long game is you want your technicians to go to a supply house and talk about how great your company is. So it's not something that you put on a website necessarily. It's not something that you put on a job ad. It's that word of mouth in the world of technicians that's going to set you apart. And really, you treat your guys with utmost respect. You give them good opportunities. You um, have good communication, have good leadership in there that's showing them the way. Provide training. Put put that time and effort into giving – the people that work for you, the way that they can make the most money pof- profs- possible, provide for their families. And that's how you win. Yeah. And everybody that we work with does that, but it's a, that's the long game and that's what you want though. It's for the technicians, just like any uh, occupation, they have their circles and they do talk.
0: Yeah. And if
2: you start treating people poorly or doing something that, it's hard to now write the ship yeah. because you have now you have all those people out there talking negatively about you or if you have a service manager that's, that's a tyrant and is yelling at people or, you know, those kind of things are hard to come back from. Yeah. So.
1: Well, so how, how could you come back from that? So like if, they, if they've got a negative reputation of being just flat out a bad employer, mm-hmm. you know, there's, a bad apple somewhere up in the in, in leadership and it's causing no one to want to work there how do you how do you write that wrong how can you correct that that course
2: um that's a tough one i would say if you have indeed reviews that are negative respond to them and you can say we don't have the same management in place anymore if you um, um we, if you work with us during our, our onboarding call we would go over those things, right? We would ask you, is there anything we should know about? If we start hearing things when we're talking with candidates and, you know, if we hear two or three times, I don't want to work for that company. I know, for instance, you know, this is not about management necessarily, but they don't let you take your trucks home at night. We're like, that's not true. You actually, they do let you take your trucks home at night and they policy changed like three years ago. Yeah. So now we can, highlight that in a job ad and say something about it because we've heard it in the marketplace but if it's a specific leader then we say leadership changed so that person is no longer there and um, they have somebody awesome in place and we confront that head on so we, if we're hearing it we make sure and let candidates know that things have changed but just in general I would say respond to negative reviews if you have any just like you would your Google reviews for customers and try and get ahead of it
1: yeah. What's the most creative recruitment strategy you guys have seen a contractor do?
2: Um, what, well, what the most cre- creative one that we have done has been, and it was super fun to do was, um, we had a client actually here in Nashville that, um, we're in Nashville now. Um, yeah. <laughs> um so we had a client here that, um, asked us to find technicians that wanted to move to the area and, um, you know, we had tried that before, but never, um, and, and we'd tried it with a lot of different marketplaces, like, you know, that people might not have wanted to move to. So Nashville's a pretty sexy town. Like everybody wants to live in Nashville now. So it was a little bit easier when you're trying to get people to move to the middle of Idaho. It's a little harder, but, um, but, but, but we put ads out in different, um, cities and, um, did a whole lot of reaching out to people in our own database. We have about 50,000 in our own database and we got people who, especially from the Northeast, um, New York city, New Jersey, anywhere in the Northeast. And they were got, we got some pretty good candidates that were interested in moving. We do see a lot of, um, a lot of people who are willing to relocate. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just gotta be the right opportunity. Um, maybe they need some relocation assistance, um maybe they need to fly in and see what the city's all about but it's a strategy that works um yeah. so that was fun and um and it was successful so yeah
1: so I, I love i love bringing on guests like you to share you know all the awesome ways that you can help contractors um art could you possibly share a time when you guys were had to face a challenge in the process like maybe it wasn't the ideal situation like you guys were brought on as a partner with a contractor where it was just quite frankly um things were not so great and kind of how you all helped partner and come alongside with them to turn around some of those efforts
2: yeah there's been a lot um because recruiting is a challenge skilled trades is a challenge um you know i was listening to a podcast the other day and about from a company who said they don't recruit at the field level because it's too hard so they'll recruit all day long for you know the particular industry was construction. Like we're only doing upper management field is too hard. The guys don't show up. They ghost, they don't stay on the job long enough. So it's a challenge. It's a grind. We do it because we love it. And we know we can make a difference in contractors um, growth, but um, but it's always a challenge. There's never a time where we go, wow, that was easy. It just doesn't happen, Yeah, but there have been particular instances. We were um, recruiting for a company up in Wisconsin. They needed a master plumber and um, it was, it was a Hail Mary at the very end of our allotted time to do so. But we found a guy who was moving from Phoenix. He had his master plumber license in Wisconsin and was a perfect fit. And um, so, you know, everything tends to work out in the end. But um, I would say some things just take longer. That one yeah. took us; it was 90 days. It took; it was a concentrated effort. We reached out to every master plumber uh, that we, I mean, in the whole state. Yeah. And it's just it was it was super hard. But at the end, when we we made it come through, it was it was an internal celebration. Yeah. <laughs> that we that we made it happen. Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, not every time can we win, but we always try our hardest.
1: Yeah. That's really, that's really, really cool. Um, Oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Master plumber moved. (laughs) It was a long
2: night last night, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I got flung off the mechanical bull too many times. and hit my head. Now I can't remember what I was going to, what I was going to ask you. Um, No, that's, that's really good stuff. Oh, I remember now. I'm glad I stalled long enough (laughs) for the thought to come back. Okay. Colby and disc assessments. Uh, Do you all do that? Or do you recommend for people to do those type of personality tests when hiring?
2: So we offer predictive index internally. We don't charge for it. It's free of charge, complimentary. Um, Our work with your hands uses it internally as well. We hire. That's a big tool in our bucket, right? So it's when we're hiring for a specific role, um, if someone doesn't match that profile, We, it just depends on who it, what the, what the position is, but we look at that. It it matters to us. Yeah. Um, I think so long story short, we have worked with contractors who use disc heavily and only wanted high D's for their technicians. Like they wouldn't even talk to someone who was not a high D personally. It hurt them because I think you had people with years of experience and, um, being open to being able to at least have those conversations you want it to be a tool in the bucket you don't want it to be the only tool yeah so so use them the but i wouldn't put all the emphasis on it so even though we use it you know use predictive index we use it heavily we rely on it for some positions we give a little more grace because we know that there's um there's some flexibility and we know that internally we've hired against it and it's worked out okay everyone has different strengths and weaknesses yeah. for technicians um a lot of times it's um attitude their energy how curious they are do they want to learn their drive sure you can get those kind of things on a disc or on or any kind of assessment but there's a lot more that goes into a person than yeah. just that assessment so yeah. use it as a tool but i wouldn't put like i wouldn't put all your eggs in that basket
1: yeah I, you know, I really like those tests. Um, and like you mentioned, like we, it's not the determining factor. I think some people are like, you know, they have to be high fact finding, high follow through, they have to be a high D high I whatever you might want. And then they'll, they'll take the test and they're just like, all right, this person failed next. Yep. Um, but I, you know, I recommend for just my personal thought and recommendation and what we use them for as well as just, learning how to communicate with that person. Now, if it's a position that is very soft skill driven, like maybe a, a CSR, someone that's talking to people a lot, um, maybe that index or that test could be a little bit more predictive of, of what they're gonna actually be like because they're not necessarily possessing or using a, a set of hard you know technical skills. Right. But if someone's got the technical skills and their personality is a little off, you can use that as a tool, like you said, you just know how to communicate delegate, um, all that stuff with them.
2: Yeah. Like a CSR, you wouldn't want someone who's completely introverted. Yeah. Like it's, that would be a tough one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, you, you know, go in with it set just like you said, it's, it's a tool and it, it for some positions it matters more.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I like asking questions you thought that you may not have gotten. So here's one that I hope, Okay. I hope I'm throws you now. off a little bit, but <laughs> I think it should be an easy one. Okay. What are the biggest red flags that an employer can be on the lookout for when hiring
2: someone? Oh, mercy. On our end, just going on the fly for historical data. um, Anybody who reschedules more than once, um, anybody who reschedules and says it's a family emergency, I'm sorry. We get it so much. You become jaded to the family emergency. So um, I would say if you're, if you're a candidate and you, and you, and you're, you have a family emergency, be really honest and, 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 and use it sparingly Um, for, for contractors when they're, when they're hiring, that would be, um, that would probably be the biggest one. I mean, it's really tough. They're in a tough situation because there's such a lack of skilled trades talent that, you don't want to be desperate, right? And you don't want to be in a situation where you're, um, you're, you're lowering your standards. Um, so even a red flag, I mean the biggest red flag. Yeah. Anybody who's, I mean, things happen and people are late, but if they're more than like 10, 15 minutes late or, you know, if they ghost, we don't, it's another one. If you just don't show up for the interview, it's, it's up to contractors if they want to give somebody a second chance, which surprisingly a lot of them do. But yeah. I would say ghosting is always, I mean, it's, it's, that's another tough one.
1: Yeah, that is tough. Yep. How about um, when you see someone and they've worked at five companies in the past five years? Mm, John hoppers. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, we have, that one's also hard. Um, and we, when we're on the phone with somebody who's got that on their resume, first of all, we have some clients that are like, don't even bother calling because I'm not going to interview that person. If they haven't been with the company long enough, you know, more than three years, like just don't even send them my way. I don't have time for it. So we find all that out on our onboarding and we, we adhere to whatever our customer wants. If they don't want to talk to somebody who hasn't been to a job more than five, three years or whatever. We're not going to send them. But if people are open, then we're finding out and we're asking them directly, why can you why have you not stayed anywhere more than a year and get into it? So sometimes you'd be surprised. There's like, well, I started here as an apprentice. Um, they said they were going to move me up and I never got that opportunity. Went with this other company where now I was in a truck and then my mom got sick. I had to move back home. And then like there's a, leg- they're not saying on that when we're asking them, blaming the employer. Well, they did me wrong. I, you know, I, they're not, they're not, they're taking responsibility for it and they have a good reason for everything. They're not blaming or, um, you know, being the victim. Uh, so-and-so treated me bad or so-and-so had a terrible company or, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's depends on what they say. And that's what makes a big difference um, on our end. So,
1: yeah, it's really, really good.
2: Yeah i surprised what people will say. On
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So, how do you? Um,
1: it's like the joke you see on TikTok, where it's like, "I lied on my application, and uh, now I got the job. Help me, help me blow this video up so that I don't get fired." How can you know when you're when you're in the recruiting process? How can you kind of sniff out people who may not be entirely truthful with their history and their skills?
2: It's, that's hard because we, um, you know, we're doing a thorough phone interview for all of our clients. I think that's one of our unique identifiers for us as a company is that we don't just send you resumes. We're actually interviewing everybody that we send over. We interview all of those people, one in four of the people of the candidates that we send to our clients get hired. So we want to keep that statistic up. 83% of the people that get an offer, take the offer for our clients. But, um, but it's a, um, uh, what was the question? Sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. How can you uh, like kind of feel out when people may not be okay. being honest when they're. Yeah, sorry, doing... I
2: didn't ride the mechanical bull last night. I have no excuse. <laughs> 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 um, mainly it's for like technicians. We it's hard for us because we don't know. They could be telling us, oh, you do this, with the compressor and that, and the change out. and uh, And we don't know all those technical terms. I'm not a HVAC technician. So. Technician wise, it's kind of hard when you get into management, you can tell pretty easily if someone is a yeah. BSer. or um, if they have oh, I grew this company to this and you're like, well, how did you do that? Well, I just did. You know, I did. If they can't talk KPIs and specifics and this is exactly what I did process wise to change this. These are the the reports I pulled. These are how I trained the guys. These are how I set up my teams. Like if they can't talk specifics, you can. You can, you, can, you can pinpoint it pretty easily. Salespeople, same. Salespeople, yeah. good ones, know their numbers. They know their conversion rate. If they don't have that information, they're probably not the best salesperson. Yeah. So little things like that, I would yeah.
0: say.
1: Is there anything that we haven't covered yet or anything I haven't asked yet that you were hoping to chat about? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I drive the conversation too hard. And no, no. I know yeah. that there's you know, certain things you may have wanted to cover.
2: No, I, you know, going into this, I was just, I, uh, internally, we've all said, you know, we should write a book on all the crazy things that we've, um, that we've seen with, um, you know, people will send in their resume and it's actually a picture of their girlfriend or in, (laughs) in something you don't want to know. And there's, there's, uh, there's people who, who, who don't get a job and, Send these voicemails to us that are like, you know, too late on a Friday night, and they just
1: after riding the mechanical bull, yes, board, I mean, being out late,
2: all the crazy stuff that you get <laughs> being a recruiter that people will say or do. It is hilarious, it's, it's funny, sad, and um, and <laughs> surprising all at the same time, yeah. But uh, but no, I mean, we love what we do, um, we love helping companies grow, and I think there's so many contractors, anybody who's a contractor now they want to grow. They're in growth mode. They, they, you know, it's a great time to be in the industry. It's super exciting. And um, so, you know, that's, that's what we love as a team. We love to do that. Every single one of our recruiters um, knows the industry really well. And, um, and we, you know, they, they love to see their candidates win and they love to see their clients win. And it's that win-win relationship. It's, it's very rewarding to be, um, to be a part of somebody's growth company for their company and seeing, yeah. um, you know, on their website when they have, you know, started with a group of 10 and now they have 25 people and we helped build those teams. That's super rewarding for us. Yeah. So, All
1: right. Last tip before we dip, um, 2023, it is April someday in April six today's the sixth. Whenever you're listening to this listeners, it's probably not the sixth, but <laughs> yeah. it's someday in the future, probably in yeah. April. We'll see. Yeah it's twenty twenty three q two is here. Summer is just around the corner. It's gonna get warm soon. thank God. Um, what's like what's a quick win that a cl- a contractor or you know a, a business owner could do to maybe find someone if they're in a pinch?
2: Um, definitely call us. <laughs> I mean that's the number one but um but besides that, I mean it is it, for us it's not there's it's, it's rarely a quick win and it's yeah. sad to say, I'm, I'm sorry to report that there's not a quick, quick win. I mean, you can put an ad on indeed and get, give indeed all your money. They are a monopoly and they will take it. Um, you can um, do social media posts, but at the end of the day, you got to do all those things. And it's just like when they go do marketing, there's no marketing quick win. Marketing yeah. takes time. You got to do some testing. You got to yeah. You got to get it out there. You got to give it time to work. Same with recruiting. I mean, just there are times when we have really great wins and out of the gate, but it's hard to predict what those yeah. when that happens. It's just kind of all the stars align type of situation. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, sorry. There's I, I would say Dang. you, you got to be <laughs> damn. You got to be everywhere all the time. So it's, it's yeah, you know, it's all the things. All right.
1: Next quick tip before we dip. Last tip before we dip. I can't remember what I call this segment. I just make it up each time. <laughs> Here goes Tom. Um, Last tip before we dip? Yeah, last tip before we dip, part two, take two. Okay. Um, what do you think about referrals um, internally? Like paying a, a bonus, referral bonuses? I think it's smart. Smart. What are yeah. some good ways you've seen um, companies implement referral bonuses?
2: Um, We just talked to a company recently, which is something we had not heard before, which I thought was really cool, which is when you have, they had um, apprentices for the experienced technicians. And if you take an apprentice under your belt and they become an experienced tech, and once they get in their own truck and they usually apprentice, I think they apprenticed for like a year under somebody. So it's, it's your time, right? As an, as an experienced tech, it's not necessarily slowing you down, but it's, it's, work, it's extra work for you. But if they, if that apprentice turns into an experienced tech, then you get like a hundred bucks a month um, for every um, month that, that that person stays on with the company, which yeah. I thought was really cool. So there's an incentive now to be a mentor. Um, yeah. And I hadn't heard that before. So that was that, pretty cool.
1: That was really cool. I like that. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you for
1: joining me on the podcast. Thank you for, remembering me from <laughs> women in HVACR. I uh, did not ride a mechanical bull that night, but definitely, you know, y'all know how it goes.
2: It, all these things are very fun. Yeah. We have a good time. Um,
1: but yeah, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciated you yeah. having you on the show. And yeah, thanks for, um, how thanks can for our listeners get a hold of you and or learn more about Work With Your Hands?
2: So they can reach out to me, uh, Kelly, K E L O Y at workwithyourhands, hands is a Z on the end, dot com. You can go to our website, workwithyourhands.com. Um, you can call me, 703-679-8791. Um, any of those things will work, and um, we would love to hear from um, contractors nationwide. We'd love to help you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. All right. All right.
0: Thanks for listening to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, powered by Rival Digital, helping business owners and industry professionals across the country stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing business landscape. We hope you learned something from this week's episode, and don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast.